What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Use the promo code HAM, get 20 bucks off your first order, and deliveries always free on orders over $50. And by Upstart, upstart.com slash HAM, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot at upstart.com slash ham. Kyler, obviously, that's the big one, John. Kyler did go number one. Um, pink pinstripe, nice suit. Uh, Josh Rosen still on the team as of the recording of this podcast, which is insane. Clemco had the story Friday morning that Steve Kime didn't start calling teams to shop Rosen until minutes before the draft and was asking for a second-round pick. Well, would you give a second round pick if you're the Chargers? No. Well, I don't pa- think so, just because I don't think anyone else is giving a second round pick. I'd give them a third. Patri- the Patriots have two. Well, are they going to give them one today? Maybe. I mean, I would consider it if I'm the Pats, but even then I'm like, well, I keep waiting for this to be two years away from Tom's end. I don't think we're there yet. But it, but to me, for Bill, it's not as much about that. It's more about the value. Just it, Well, the value and the security. I need a backup. Like, I've got Hoyer, but... Let's say Tom goes down. How can I be what the Eagles were and still give myself a chance to win a Super Bowl? Is Brian Hoyer doing that for me? Do, do you think that the Kyler Murray, just them being so mum, was league-generated? <clears throat> like the league really uh, so, wanted them to be quiet about it? Yeah, I mean, first of all, to answer the question you asked me before the podcast, I think now I think Kyler has known for months, this for at least a month, that this was happening. On the league calendar, where do you rate last night? Like, if Super Bowl's won, is that a, is last night a top five night for the league? How does it rate versus like the opening Thursday night or the first, you know, the Sunday night games? Like, I think those are all big too. But, but I just think when you factor in like how long we talk about it, just the event, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. I I it's, do it, think that the NFL, like I think they tell teams to take their ten minutes. I think it was really important to the league that this was a question. Who is the number one pick? Because you need people to tune in just to start the thing. Because there was, a, I mean, I, I was starting to get uneasy. Like, are they really not going to do it? And then I was kind of rooting for it because I had kind of been saying it. Right. Like, take someone else. And then, of course, they took him. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, I think right. the league, uh, but but I think he knew, and I think I think Kyler, maybe they didn't explicitly tell him, but I think he knew. I think it was probably made. I mean, he's got. Come on, he knows Cliff. He's got the same agent. Like, how could he not have known? At least, like, hey man, you're we're in good shape here. It's the first time in NFL history, or just sports history, right? That you've been a guy's been a top ten pick in two sports. I can't imagine that's ever happened. It's wild. That's that's pretty unreal. Uh, you and I started talking about it. I remember saying, like, guy, I wrote an article for The Athletic a year ago, and all I had to go off of was the spring tape and some of his backup work. I'm like, I just factoring in how good Lincoln Riley was. I'm like, this guy's going to be pretty good at football. <laughs> no one in their wildest dreams would be the number one overall pick. Like, even Billy was like, yeah, we thought he'd be a good football player. He's going to Oklahoma. The number one overall pick? That's pretty fucking nuts. To me, the craziest part about the last two years for the Oklahoma quarterbacks is neither of them, like, Sam Bradford was 6'5". These guys have been short. Right. To me, it shows the growth of the game in terms of the open-mindedness of offenses. Now, again, look at who the guy they hired. You know, if they had hired Tom Coughlin, or, you know, just I'm just using an example, you know, uh, Tom Tom Coughlin can't coach, but... uh, Who's Tom Coughlin's coach at uh, Doug Marone? Let's say it was Doug Marone was the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Would they have taken Kyler Murray? No. Well, this you know, goes – see, now this is where you could even they go – they had taken Sean McDermott or Vic Fangio, you know, was their head coach. Do you not, think right? that when Cliff was hired, they had a conversation about what's going on at quarterback? Surely you, you'd have to, right? Cliff, what would you think of Josh? When he was hired, they had the first overall pick. Steve, Kime. Steve, hey, Steve, what do you think of Josh Rosen, Right. Like, is it possible that they agreed when Cliff signed that they would draft Kyler Murray? Uh, I don't think Cliff had the leverage to say necessarily, I'm not coming unless you promise me I can take Kyler. I'm not he saying did, that. He did, have, he did have a job and was making a ton of money, still getting paid out. Like, he didn't need and to he take he was job. getting NFL – like, it's not like no other NFL team was interested in him and, like, the Giants hadn't been – it's like other teams were interested. Like, his name was out there. Remember, he was getting interviewed with the Jets. When he interviewed for the Cardinals, had he just resigned from USC then, or they let him interview? I, I, th- I don't. I think it was he was. I yeah. I think he was the OC of the uh, at USC still when that whole thing happened. And then he resigned, and then he became the head coach. Yeah, because remember, it was weird. Like they weren't going to remember the the story was they weren't going to let him interview or something crazy like that. Yeah, and then he was like, oh, "Okay, I'll just quit." <laughs> okay, yeah. So. I think it's possible that they agreed then that this was going to happen. Because if you're Cliff, you've got a really good idea of what you want. And if you're Kime, if you're hiring Cliff, <clears throat> obviously sometimes these marriages happen and they're weird. Like they just done a weird one the year before. But Well, th- this this is a little weird marriage too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it could be a little weird that this wasn't part of the equation. But surely for this not to have been discussed I think would be crazy for them not to have talked about it. So, but I'm just saying, I think it's possible that this thing goes back to January when they, or whenever, late December, when they made the deal. Well, to me, the number one thing when you're hiring Cliff Kingsbury <clears throat> is you're asking him who he wants a quarterback because he's not a fucking CEO. He, he's not Bill Parcells. He's the offensive coordinator. So the more I think about it, just hearing you talk, didn't this have to be one of the number one talking points? It had to be the number one talking point. Yeah, and he comes from the division. He had recruited him. I, I mean, what do you... Yeah, it's nuts. 
I mean, maybe like it's it really is. If, maybe it and was if, a done deal the moment he was hired. And if it if so, it's incredible that they made it seem like it was as dramatic as they made it seem. Did you see that the Cardinals on like maybe at the was it the NFL owners meetings or something when he's like Josh is our guy, and they had tweeted that out. It's kind of fucked up. Wait, the Cardinals had tweeted out Josh is our guy in like February. He maybe had said at the combine, Josh is our guy. And, you know, the classic team. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the other one is like... Is it kind of messed up the way they handled it if they did keep telling Josh that you're going to be our quarterback? It's tough, right? Because you... Here's the thing. If you don't want to trade the pick at all, then it doesn't matter if people know who you're going to pick. But that's where the NFL comes into play, right? Like, is the NFL saying, guys, you cannot leak this. Like, we need this not... We need this to be quiet. So that's the other thing that might have tied their hands. If they were told that, then they can't... You know what I'm saying? Then they, there's not really anything they can do about that. Um, yeah. But I do think like the story was that uh, Josh didn't even hear, didn't know anything until his agent told him that the pick was in or something along those lines. Like even though there was also a report that Cliff had called him, but if you're Josh, you could get <laughs> Josh. You probably think like I'm gone, and then you get to like 30 minutes before the draft, and you're probably thinking they would have told me by now if I was out of here. I know. Right? Like by now they would have had the decency to say. I okay. think there's two. Way- I think there's two ways to look at it. It's really messed up, and it's just business. But business is messed up. I yeah. To me, it's that. I think it's messed up, but it also is business. Like your first it's- obligation is to the Arizona Cardinals. It's also one of the best things that will ever happen to Josh. Maybe. Uh, now it could really jade him. If just he ends up very in Miami, angry. I don't know how great it is. But but what what I mean best thing to like come to grips with this is a business and how cutthroat it is. And you just don't get emotional about this stuff. But do you think now, he needed that lesson? Like, John, he is going to be on his seventh coordinator in six years, wherever he ends up. Think about that. Guess, where, where's your guess right now? Where do you think he goes? Uh, <clears throat> so I, I, I'd been thinking like it was automatic. He goes to Miami, but then you, you made the point we were talking on radio earlier, like, they they are just all in on the tank job, so it doesn't really make sense for them, especially if like maybe they just love Herbert or Tua or Fromm. And they're like, God, no, let's just let's be bad, especially if you don't love the guy. Kind of bottom out. Plus, I do think an element here is part of this is part of this is maybe the league doesn't think he's worth a second round pick, right? Maybe the number of teams that would have taken him in the first round last year were was small. Maybe it was just going to be a value pick. Like we don't love him, but. If we're the Patriots, we'll take him at the end of the first round. So I feel like you said it earlier, and I agree. Like I, they're not getting a second. I'm starting to feel like they're not getting a third. Like to me, it feels like a fourth to San Diego or to or to New England. And if New England gets him for a fourth, I mean, you could just again, like when New England does it, we're like unbelievable. If the Dolphins did it, we'd be like, well, I guess everyone hated them. But yeah, my- but but everyone, but guy, there's a reason. Like Raider fans, like you're always kicking us when we're down. Well, you're always down, so you get fucking kicked. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're always blowing Belichick. <clears throat> well, he's got equity, John. He's got equity. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 
save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 